Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Come on to the Rock Show. Come on to the People's Show. Come on to the Premier Show. Smackdown. It's the 21st of February in the year of our Lord, 2002. NBA Live. That's the, we're NBA sticking with Live. it. NBA Live. You're right, there wasn't an NBA Jam 2002. Sting. As I said last week, it's the one franchise. It's not every bloody year. NBA, NBA Live is, isn't it? No, it's NBA Dead. <laughs> All right. It was and a big it, meteor that hit the stadium that year. Shut up. Monsters Inc. is still the number one film in the UK. It's the story about a big kitchen appliance. I saw Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> Enrique Iglesias' uh, song and album is still the number one. Everything else, Silver Side Up is the number one rock album for like the next six months. Uh, I don't think it was a bad album. It wasn't Nickelback's fault that This Is How You Remind Me was insanely overplayed. Uh, do you ever listen to this album? Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, I remember liking it. We're not allowed to like Nickelback, though. That's the rule. But I really liked it. It's in the big thing. The big stone things that Moses brought down with him. Uh, from NASA's Mars Odyssey, Space Probe has <laughs> begun to map the surface of Mars using its thermal emission imaging system. A Mars Odyssey. Ford ends 90 years of British car production with the loss of more than 2,000... Jo- Why have I written that? It's a, it's a really boring week <laughs> to for news. bring the week. mood down. <laughs> the BBC loses the rights to air The Simpsons, being outbid by Channel 4. Over the broadcast rights are held until 06, eventually ending in May 04. And if you thought that was dull, the big game this week is Woody Woodpecker <laughs> Escape from Bud. Bu- <laughs> Escape from Cold Escape- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, if only. Woody Woodpecker escaped from Colditz. This game occurs in the cartoon universe, and for much of this adventure, the main character is Woody Woodpecker. During Woody's absence, his nephew, Knothead, and niece, Splinter, you know, the turtles, mate, were abducted <laughs> by Buzz Buzzard, which requires an exorbitant run... What? Why is exor- exorbitant? should never be in the description for a kid's game. Exorbitant ransom for release from Colditz. <laughs> Woody searches for his missing nephew niece in a dangerous cold it built by Bud Buzzard rather than the other ones I'm not going to say. <laughs> the game received a favorable critical reception it's released. French magazine Joystick judged it as très bien. Quote, quote fairly good. <laughs> They didn't even dignify it with French. Like, you can fuck off. I like how of all the reviews you've got, French Weekly 
And the game was French, trivia. French Weekly. Yes, the entirety of France. <laughs> Top 10 baguettes. Woody Woodpecker escaped from Woody Goldits. Woody Woodpecker got the cover story. And well, the sign up was, by the way, we've got a new prime minister. <laughs> and our, our new feature, <laughs> onions round the neck. Are they back in style? Ooh la la, NBA Live 02. <laughs> But all that was happening in a pretty dull and unspectacular week in the world of O2, it's got to be said. Black whoa, and white what? stripes, are they back? What, oh, what, oh, what, oh, what is that lad from Star Wars was happening in the disgusting Pussville world of professional wrestling? These questions will be answered, along with many others you didn't want to bring up, by ourselves, Mafu, the dulcet tone one, Tom, the professional one. This is the Kuldalik Classic Smackdown Review. We are not alone, Matthew Gregory. Yes, I still believe. Because <laughs> Woody Woodpecker's escape from Colditz is with that. Uh, we're not alone. Uh, this week, uh, who's the third man? As Dusty Rhodes once cried in 1996. Well, uh, we, uh, we thank you for always supporting us on Patreon, if you do. Uh, and uh, one of our Patreons who uh, is wild and woolly enough to have opted to join us for an episode of the Cult Art Classic Smackdown review uh, is the wonderful Jason Goddard. And he's with us via the power of the internet from his home today. Jason, how you doing? I'm good, thank you. So what's your name? Jason. S- surname? Goddard. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't be Jason Stoppard. I was oh! going to say it was nice to have the lad from the trucks. No, no, sorry. It <laughs> doesn't work now, does it? I wrote, I, <laughs> I wrote Stobart because I was writing something else at the same time. <laughs> but Look, I've got the pictures of the Stobart trucks you ready. You've got the Stobart trucks. Right. Do, do the oh. joke anyway. Well, it's good to see the lad from the trucks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, how you doing, Jason? Yeah, all right, thank you. No yeah. refunds, by the way. There's another joke you can do. We can just shout, Jason! From Detroit Become Human. <laughs> Where they walk around, no. going, Jason! Oh, no, no, it's from Heavy Rain, isn't it? <laughs> it's from NBA Live. Oh, <laughs> shut up. It's not yeah. Hairy boob. <laughs> uh, so, Jason, uh, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, it's a pleasure and an honour to know that people actually listen to this drivel. Um <laughs> What do you remember about uh, 2002 regarding watching WWE? Were you a fan back then, or have you retroactively watched it, or what? Yeah, I was a big fan back then. Um, I remember Hogan versus The Rock being the main thing happening. Oh, um, good! You can have this episode because that doesn't happen. <laughs> doesn't happen. <laughs> now, Sometimes you... I wish it didn't. Um, oh, we spoke. Uh, to the day, Jason, and you told me that a mate of yours has a, a wonderful connection to 2002 in the wrestling world that I know that it will make Matthew Gregg's face light up like a Christmas tree. That sounds painful. Oh, um, about my brother. Yeah, your brother. Sorry, you're not even about your brother. You can be mate. Yeah, my, bro- my brother was at uh, WF New York for uh, WrestleMania uh, this year, that year. Oh, wonderful. So we got to eat the Jimmy Hart pasta and um, <laughs> brush shoulders with, hey, I'm watching wrestling here. Oh, that was the one where Big that Show was... showed up, didn't he? Big Show yeah, was right. just amongst yeah, the them. Big Show. Yeah, And because Cody Rhodes made fun of him going, how dare you think you're going to beat me at WrestleMania? This is you. This is the state of you at WrestleMania. Everyone <laughs> going, WrestleMania, baby. Woo! <laughs> I remember that. Like yeah. I remember that. Yeah. What people don't know that it was actually Jason's brother that he had on his shoulder in the video. It's Jason's brother <laughs> that he was that he was lifting up. Yeah. Little known fact. 
<laughs> the Jimmy Hart pasta is on me, lads! Is the, <laughs> is the thumbnail for this going to be a picture of that and go arrow to that kid going, this guy's brother is on the podcast. <laughs> like a really crap comic convention. That's essentially what we're going to do. A man who walked past Tom Baker will be signing autographs later on. <laughs> anyway, Tom, this is the bit of the podcast where you like to set the scene and tell us what is happening in the wonderful world of professional wrestling. It is. And here I come setting the scene. I have arrived. So this week, the NWO has very much got its hooks into the World Wrestling Federation. But uh, there is another outlet who look to bring the company down this week, and that is the LMJ, the Lancet what? Medical Journal. They've written an article about studies that link WWF to a violent behavior among children. No. So they've cited uh, the Robert Durant study, which shows that the high school students who watched WWF programming had a higher usage of alcohol, cigarettes, drugs, violent behavior, and violence in general. As noted at the time, and after a discussion, Durant conceded that the study, which did have very consistent proof of correlation, couldn't say for definite that there was proof of watching WWF tended to make people more violent, but there is still a strong belief that people who watch WWF, a greater proportion of which turn violent. Now, the problem is that I, I worry that I've probably added to this statistic because as a WWF fan, uh, finishing up uh, like high school at this point, I, there very much was a, a high school wrestling federation and we have hardcore title matches at lunchtime and I think at least one kid got a concussion, at least one kid broke a finger. So I'm pretty sure that I'm actually part of the statistic here by the Lancet. So what LMJ have said is re watching wrestling makes you cool. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. The said. validation we've been searching for our entire lives. Thank you, MLJ. Jason, all honesty, please. Uh, did you wrestle during playtime time at school? Uh, not during playtime at school, but after. <clears throat> oh, yeah. sensible. You just hit each other with, uh, you know, baking trays and jump off ladders, and I got speared for a fence once. So yeah, pretty oh. much. To get quite, quite serious. Was there like an actual federation here or was it just, we're just going yeah, to do yeah. something? KWF, it was called. KWF, KWF. <laughs> Come on, Jason. Who was your character in KWF? Come on. Uh, Grandmaster Rode. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like go to. How many shows was it until you booked Jeff Jarrett? <laughs> <laughs> um, they. We didn't have Jeff Jarrett, but um, oh, they you used. Try harder. Uh, we did a lot of storylines that WWF did like two weeks later. It was a bit weird. Oh, so you booked Hogan Rock as well? <laughs> <laughs> no, we've never done, never have done that. <laughs> what if? Yeah, no, what if uh, Brody J yeah. gets hit by an eighteen-wheeler? <laughs> See, I knew you were still bar. <laughs> <laughs> We've done it. Hey, look, the KWF probably had a, a, a stronger chance of life than the XWF. Oh. And we've got XWF flavor what, news. What, what's that doing in 02? It's still going. Bollocks. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We thought it was dead on the vine in 01. The first XWF house show took place in Amarillo, XWF. Texas. XWF? XWF. I thought you said X XFL. No, XWF, I said. Jason, did he say XFL or XWF? He's not paying I'm attention. Because <laughs> I, I, I transitioned from KWF to XWF. 
Maybe I heard That's XFL. True. Yeah, he, I think you heard. Bollocks. You're thinking about In my the head. Football. I went, "Ooh, I want to hear about XFL." It's it's Matthew. Oh no, it's it's let it go. It's I it's, it's dead as doornails. So the XWF had its first show in Amarillo. Uh, the, uh, the the day after this episode of SmackDown, but I thought it was pertinent enough to bring it up. 2,000 people turned up in Amarillo, Texas. <laughs> to see an XFL game. <laughs> he hate me turned up, definitely. Uh, now, a big reason why they turned up was because um, they, they made the sensible decision of booking Conan and Rey Mysterio Jr. on the show. And obviously, uh -huh. they're in Amarillo, which is sort of in the New Mexico area, which means that you're going to get a, a larger crowd. of. And also, R uh, Ronald Mysterious hasn't been anywhere since, the, since WCW ended. So there's certainly intrigue in booking him for a match. So fair fox to XWF. We've got Conan and Ray on this card. Uh, but it featured uh, Buff Bagwell versus Johnny B. Bad. Uh, we saw Kid Cash pinning Josh Matthews of Tough Enough. Remember her? Oh, wow. uh, we saw um, we saw Norman Smiley and Simon Diamond. Norman Smiley. Sorry, Norman Smiley. That was a gimmick. Uh, Roddy Piper got involved uh, in uh, a showdown but in the match between these two. It ends up becoming a mixed tag match with Little Genie uh, teaming with Norman Smiley to face Simon Diamond and Dawn Marie. Little Genie. She was a ref at that point. Did he give her the rub? I don't know what he did. Um, the wall pinned Ian Harrison. Very sad. Oh, Ian Harrison. Hard body Ian Harrison. <laughs> Ian Harrison was uh, the a UK wrestler who just looked like he was about to burst. Uh, is the only way to describe it. Like mus like too muscly, and just had the the scariest facial expressions. You couldn't walk seen. over certain bridges. <laughs> he was too busy being under them. Uh, also. From this show, we had... Where were we? Where are we in my notes? Oh, yeah, please don't miss a they, thing. I don't want to miss the thing. They introduced Ricky uh, introduced, uh, Ricky Romero, a huge star in Amarillo, as a baby face in the 60s and 70s. His sons, Mark and Chris Youngblood, got a shout as well, which is oh. nice. Uh, Conan and Rey Mysterio Jr. beat the Nasty Boys. Oh, God. <laughs> Tough night at the office. I'm like, wow, Conan and Rey, that's great. That, oh, Nasty Boys, <laughs> great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, there was a lot of promo work done aimed at Mexican fans with Conan and Ray. A big percentage of the crowd were there to see Conan, Ray Mysterio Jr. and Vampiro mainly. They were the big, they got the big pops of the night. Uh, reports were that this match doesn't sound good on paper with the stars clash, but the heat from the crowd got everyone going and the nasty boys worked really hard. I believe that when I see it. Mm -hmm. uh, Terry Funk pinned Greg Valentine. There we go. That's, <laughs> that's the XWF I know and love. Where did that come from? <laughs> Get, gets better. Greg was managed by Skandor Akbar. Fuck off. <laughs> and they both bled heavily. Hey. X dub F. X dub F. Uh, Vampiro showed up late to the show because they screwed up his travel arrangements. He rushed to the ring, still in his jeans and T-shirt, and did a very quick squash main event over Hale. When he arrived, he claimed the door on the aeroplane fell oh, off and yes. they had to re-land. That's the story then. Yes, I've heard that story before. It's supposed to be an, um, an XBW story. I didn't realize he did it. Either it's been misappropriated um, <laughs> or he used it multiple times. The door of the plane fell off. <laughs> What, mid-flight? Arguably, if the, the door of the plane fell off, you get to the venue quicker. <laughs> and we have a guest appearance on the podcast. Whoa, what the hell is that? <laughs> Beetroot's in the house. 
So we met, um, if you're watching on the video, sorry, thank sorry, you. Never apologize for a beetroot cameo. So uh, we know that Jason Goddard has a, a gorgeous cat called Beetroot, who, who I've met before. And Beetroot just wandered past the camera there, looking like a Catzilla-type yeah. creature. You're watching on the Patreon. Beautiful boy. I hey, never apologize for Beetroot. Is Beetroot still there or is he just... Yeah, he's still there. He's floating around. That's good. Well, look, we fingers crossed for another I moved to rooms so he'd stay away, but he's just there, here again. He just loves you. He's like, where are you going, Dad? <laughs> where are you going, Dad? I just want to oh, come be near you, Dad. I appreciate that. It's like playing Shadows of the Colossus. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do, don't climb on my back. That's my weak spot. <laughs> right. Uh, there's all sorts of rumors regarding TV. Um, those closest to the situation uh, with XWF don't expect anything to be signed until around September. Uh, there have been meetings with Turner Broadcasting, apparently, because Jimmy Hart's friends. There is absolutely no hope in hell of Turner Broadcasting picking up wrestling. They've just got shot of WCW. Why on earth would they even dream of signing WCW that you bought on Wish? <laughs> yeah. It's true, though, isn't it? It's yeah, true. Yeah, hot, a hot mess. So that's your XWF update. Do you think that I had, had a meeting with Turner? And it was just like, hey, how you doing? How's life? Been up too much? And he's like, um, yeah, actually. Because I'm so glad you're away from all that wrestling malarkey. He's like, yeah, puts his thing back up. Yeah, I'm away from that now. Just chilling with my giant cat. <laughs> Jimmy Hart just scrapes the pasta back into his suitcase. <laughs> Yeah, baby. Are you gonna eat that, Ted? <laughs> Just come to see whether you want any songs remade, copyright free, so, badly. So what's what's in your bag, Jimmy? Nothing. It's, I knew you'd have food. <laughs> he leaves in a rush, and the suitcase opens. Just pasta falls out everywhere. It's like my first job interview. <laughs> is there anything else happening in the wonderful world of wrestling? One exciting bit for us in the UK: Sunday Night Heat is coming back to UK TV screens. Yes. Oh yeah. Because uh, uh, when because Channel Four got. Got buyer's remorse about 40 minutes into Royal Rumble 2000. Yeah. Couldn't wait to fire him and uh, got shot of the WWF first chance they got. But it's going to be on MTV UK Sunday nights at 7 p.m. local time. So we're getting uh, Sunday Night Heat back on uh, UK television via satellite. Do you remember watching Heat on Channel 4, Jason? Yeah, Channel 4. I don't remember it being on MTV. I don't think anybody remembers when you were on TV, but it was but it it, it it was good on Channel Four because there was more more chance of obscure family members just stumbling upon uh, stumbling upon it and going, "What's this rubbish?" And you haven't had the whole conversation. <laughs> I remember, I remember it, it was I was at home and it came on as my granddad was channel surfing, and uh, and uh, was it my granddad? Was it my uncle? It was my uncle, and my uncle was channel. My uncle, oh, good old uncle granddad. Uh, uncle was my uncle was channel surfing. And uh, I think I think Scotty Too Hot he was on, and he went, "Your dad could batter him. He'd batter him in a fight. He's not even a good." Fight. I was like, "Ah, oh, you're probably right." I only tell this story because on the same day, uh, my uncle played um, what was it? He played, he played a car racing game on the Dreamcast with the wheel. Okay. We had a Dreamcast with the oh, wheel okay. back in the day, oh, yeah. and uh, yeah. and he enjoyed and he loved playing it. And then we all went for dinner, and then when I came back, the Dreamcast was still on, but he'd parked the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so he, oh that's amazing so he like pulled it up on the side of the road it was like half on the curve <laughs> that's good that because that's what you do that's what you do yeah. <laughs> that was the only reason i wanted to mention that story oh, about my uncle nice story anyway oh, 
that's all my notes on the weird and wonderful, wacky world of wrestling beyond SmackDown. This is the bit where we go to Matthew Gregory from off of Wrestling You've Been Framed, and he will tell us what happened on this week's episode of SmackDown, 21st of February 2002. Jason, this is where we find out if you've done your homework or not. I've done my homework. Good. So you got your, you got, we'll be around, yeah, we'll be around, to, always we'll be around to check it if you haven't. Oh my God, he's got a binder! Oh hey, this is good. Oh, oh, you mean with pages and that, right? Fair enough. Then. <laughs> um, yes, I have not only a live feed edition of SmackDown, oh, yes. but I also have a note here that says Matthew NBA Live was a recurring franchise. Uh, you thought Tom was going to say NBA Jam, like he said last week, and you preemptively corrected him. Ah! And now you look like a guest. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote that? Who I wrote said, that drivel? I said this to Jason on Monday, and you're going to see Jason. That in, in 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 you're going to hear it with your very eyes that it's true. That Math writes these notes has some sort of Men in Black type blanking memory amnesia moment, and then reads them like somebody's written them for him. It's great. <laughs> it's the, my favourite part. Yeah, it's it's hard to forget all these things happen when when you watch Raw, Dynamite, Collision. By Rampage, which doesn't exist anymore, but we still pretend it does. I've written the notes for Raw and NXT this week oh, for, the, for the podcast. So, oh, you've watched NXT. Oh, you're going to have some fun. Oh. I've, I've had some fun writing the notes. So you'll, you'll have heard that by now on the main podcast. Get rid of that six-hour podcast, Jason. <laughs> so the Satellite Feed Edition records the things that happened before the episode of SmackDown and before even that. Um, the following we don't see, however... Michael Cole put his trousers on. <laughs> Taz brushing his teeth. All the highlights are there. Uh, we don't see these follow matches because the traffic must have been bad on the satellite. Albert and Scott Do Hoddy defeating Brock Lesnar and Ron Waterman. Just the idea of, yeah, maybe your uncle granddad can beat Scott Do Hoddy, <laughs> but Brock Lesnar couldn't. My God. And again, wow. Ron Waterman. If you don't remember him, uh, I've just called him H2. No. <laughs> Mr. Perfect and Leviathan. Defeated Randy Orton and Shelton Benjamin. Wow. Just, that doesn't even look like a real thing that happened. But uh, Sunday Night Heat happens. The WFIC champion William Regal pins Rikishi around the four-minute mark after hitting with brass knuckles. Then Cole and Taz come out together like Tweak and Craig to click, click, boom. That's their tag team theme. <laughs> like the Golden Jets in AEW. <laughs> The orange jet, I guess. Uh, Booker T then pins Val Venus at 5 minutes 57 with a Harlem sidekick. And I've put the uh, only thing that's going to hit the women harder tonight than the big Valvoski is how hard 2002 hit uh, me. Uh. God, he looks old and displaced and tired. Anyway, he assaults a woman in the crowd and then Booker beats him. I don't think you get, okay, we should point out that I don't think he assaults a woman. I mean, crowd. it sounds like he just court punches side, her. Tom. Does he give her a big old kiss on the face? Yeah, it's and like he uh, it just goes, it gets the mic and goes. Uh, <laughs> and whereas in '98 there'd be loads of women going, "Oh my god, he's so hot!" Now the women are look like they're acting the scene, you know, Godzilla from a '50s film. <laughs> ah! I mean, that's just how our Alvinas is starting to sound like, like. Like Richard Richard from Bottom. Oh, I don't know. It kills me. The big Valbowski must point out that is a smashing blow you have on. Do I come? Come back. <laughs> then Michael Cole reckons uh, someone backstage should rib Tony Chimmel <clears throat> by making him change his tuxedo before the show starts. 
Taz points out a dude in the front row who's wearing an NWO shirt and Cole says, yeah, what about him? And Taz says, he looks like a freak. <laughs> this is why you watch satellite feeds. <laughs> Taz and Cole do an intro for the upcoming match and then stay silent throughout the rest of the match. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Tajiri, the Cruiserweight champion, pins the Hurricane after four minutes with a reverse backslide. It's a decent match. Uh, Test. These are also like prelim matches. These are on Sunday Night Heat. Jeez, it's been a full it's show. A we haven't even started SmackDown yeah. yet. Two titles. Bloody hell. Jesus. Uh, uh, where are we at? S. Bloody hell. To try again, Matthew. Test. There we go. Um, doesn't deserve the big T. Uh, pins the Godfather at 4 minutes 26 with the roll of the dice slash angel's wings slash crossroads slash whatever term you want to give that one. Um, mm. Test has a new crap theme to go along with his new crap finisher which sounds like it came from the menu of this week's big Xbox game, UFC Tap Out. <laughs> UFC Tap Out, also known as Ultimate Fighting, Ch <laughs> Fighting Championship Tap Out. <laughs> I guess if you're not in a rush, you give it its full name. <laughs> I've got a lot on today. I'll just call it UFC. Yeah. The game features many of UFC, the Ultimate Fighting Championship's top stars, including Matt Hughes, Chuck Liddell, Mark Coleman, Frank Shamrock, and Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> croupier. Lord Mayor's croupier. Comedian. The, the new Prime Minister of France. UFC <laughs> Tap Out received average reviews. Then Lillian <laughs> Garcia sings. Hang on, it was... <laughs> Why did that float in? It received so average reviews. And then Lillian Garcia sings. And they get... Lillian Garcia sings. And then it gets great reviews. Yes. Just sings the UFC anthem. Did you get that review from ChatGPT by chance? The lines becoming more and more blurred. It's difficult to on, tell now. But yeah, Tess has a crap finisher and Lillian sings. But this time, the dude who records these does not take this opportunity to check the settings. Lillian was pitch perfect this week. This is like a wonderful common recurring gag now that when we watch the live feed, during Lillian's song, that is when the guy who's taped the trans the satellite feed starts just testing his volume. Yeah. So you get the big menu thing on your TV going volume or like everything. That maybe it's squeaking. when like, maybe this, that's when like his, his, his mum comes in and she's hard of hearing. So he has to turn the volume up so she can hear. He goes, and the rocket. It's like, oh, fucking hell, yeah. That's, that's, that's the anthem. UFC tap out. Yeah. He's too, I suppose, he, he he couldn't check the settings. He was too busy standing to attention, saluting and holding his rifle. <laughs> Both of those could have been knob gags. And it's uh, a <laughs> weirdly... Thank you, Tom. It, uh, it's a bit awkward, your mum's in the room. <laughs> awkward, but not impossible. And it's all a bit messy because they take forever to swap the graphics in the ring from Sunday Night Heat to SmackDown. They play the... The more letters intro. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Several. Thank you, Carol Borderman. More letters. Several times. And then Lawler comes out and then they do it again. It's all over the shop this week. <laughs> and then Lawler tells off Chimmel for making the people stand up and sit down. <laughs> it's like, this isn't church, Chimmel, he says. So a really crap, weird build for this wonderful episode of SmackDown emanating from Rockford, Illinois, the Metro Center, the yes! Stephen Busters. That's what our thing is. I, I got very excited by this, Jason, because the Metro Center is the name of the shopping center in Gateshead. <laughs> <laughs> well, so when they when the word Metro Center came up, I was like, "Oh, brilliant! Are we going to go B and M?" It's a bit of a crap number for a WrestleMania build show with six thousand seven hundred and six. But then again, a lot of people are probably stuck in Primark, as you just said, or they've gone to Popeyes because it's the only branch of Popeyes in the Northeast at the Metro Center. 
Oh. I, I went the other day. How was it? It was just chicken. I thought, I don't know. I, I was I was hoping to get chicken and biscuits. You know how they do that, Jason, where like you they say chicken and biscuits, but it's chicken and scones. Like because oh, no. America yeah. America's weird. Uh and I was hoping to get chicken and scones. They just gave me like like the Louisiana chicken burger. And it was just a chicken burger, and I was just like, Oh, it's fucking they talk. It's just America. Hey, like, it's me. <laughs> so, it's me, American man. Hey, I'm an American man. Uh <laughs> it's, it was just fine. It was just fine. Yeah. Yeah, it was average. It was like UFC tap out. <laughs> As I was eating it, I went, This is like UFC tap out. This is just average. I like the idea of people pretending to be America. From Benwell, Texas. <laughs> Isn't there a wrestler who's from the Northeast, but he's via Canada? Is it Tim Strange? What is that? He might be actually Canadian. I always Because oh. I always thought he was from the Northeast, but I think he's from Canadian, but lives in the Northeast. Right. Hiya, Tim, if you're listening. Yeah, obviously he's a big fan. He's a, he's a Texan. He's, like, he, he's got like a Texan vibe about him. He's yeah. got like a Stan Hansen-esque energy about him. I like it. Yeah. Uh, but I just thought he was, for a while I thought he was from the Northeast, and someone said, oh, no, he's Canadian. I was like, that's even stranger that he's doing the Texan thing. I love it. Cheers, Tim. Thanks well, for that. All our fans are strange, if that makes sense. Hey. Uh, we start off. With Vince McMahon talking to us via the screen, like that old dude from VR Troopers. <laughs> I'm really sorry in advance, pal. I didn't realize you were going to be here today. So these are like, my mate Tom will be yes, here. Yes, you did, because you, you prepared jokes last night. Uh, He's lying, Jason. I told him. Vince says <laughs> the NWO is bad because they ran ragged on Raw. Vince wants the polis involved. And he thinks that even The Rock would agree that the suitable apology for the thing they did on Raw would be community service and also a handwritten <laughs> apology. The crowd, thankfully, boo laughs, which is a relief because sometimes some of the stuff involved the NWO hasn't got the best receptions, but uh, yes. Well, Michael Cole, just in case people weren't <laughs> sure, made sure to pipe up and go, well, that can't be the pun. That's not an appropriate punishment for what they did. Like, just in case there was any, any doubt. WWE doesn't deal in, like... Half measures. WWE's writing is the equivalent of that bit in The Simpsons where Skinner goes, I guess you could say we're eating him and he's in our stomachs. <laughs> it's that energy all the time. Michael Cole is the equivalent of modern gaming when you're in a completely dark room and then there's a yellow staircase. <laughs> <laughs> Go up here. Here, right now, that's right. <laughs> Anyway, tonight's main event is Undertaker versus Triple H. Ooh, looking forward to that big match. <laughs> Can't wait. I'm sure it's going to be a great match. They're going to get loads of time. Yes. And Kurt Angle is here. Yay. Crowd are so into the you suck thing that they chant it after the intro bit when you can barely hear the crowd. So it goes, you know, you suck, you suck. And then the song goes like, duh, 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 duh. the chant, you suck during that bit. Oh. They don't care. They, love they it. know that he, they can hear him just a little bit. Uh, Kurt beat Triple H at No Way Out to main event WrestleMania. But he's not in the mood because last Monday night, he was defending that shot on Raw. Crowd watch him and Angle gets madder and madder. He gets so mad, we don't know what happened on Raw. I assume it was something positive for Kurt. <laughs> Kurt says he's not leaving this ring until someone comes out and does something so I can go Olympic on your ass. And that music can only mean that's gotta be Kane. Yeah! We got a Kane sighting right off the bat. Fantastic. He, Kane has an Olympic gold medal in injuring his elbow. 
<laughs> Bell rings without a referee in the ring as this show is all loosey-goosey this week. <laughs> Bloody hell. They grapple on the mat until Kurt Germans him like it's nothing before chair-shotting Kane to end it in less than a minute. Kane recovers because he's made of fire and sets up the announce table for a spot. But amazingly, in the satellite feed, in the process of detaching the monitors, Kane throws one of them on the floor, and then the other one, he accidentally slams on the table. <laughs> so he picks it up and then slams it, and the entire thing falls apart. <laughs> the pair of them improvise with Kurt Jim and suplexing him on the remains of it before battering him some more, before suplexing the old timekeeper. Yeah, take that, Geppetto. Kurt chair shots Kane's ankle because he needs another body part to hold on to, I guess, before ankle locking him some more. Nice bit for Kurt to get away from Kurt's loss to the WrestleMania shot on Raw. That wasn't mentioned much by Cole and Lawler. Thanks, she gets. Uh, they would later on, just to skip ahead because you're probably going, what the hell are you talking about, Matthew? That's not what happened. Kurt would later come on uh, a few segments later and they'd he'd go, Kane, come out so I can hurt you some more. And then Kate wo Kane wobbles out. Not Kate, who's Kate? Uh, wobbles out and they just redo the spot with uh, table break as normal. Oh. So that's how they got around it that's then. That's right. Just, so what we got... The magic. So what Jason and I got was was the, the, the edited version where they sort of put these two bits together. Uh. Yeah. Jason, what did you make of, the, of the, the hot, hot opening to SmackDown? There's one thing I realised about that is... Um, it took a hell of a long time for the refs to stop it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were very slow now on that, were Now you get them straight out. Like, back then, Kyoto's just just there, like, like trying to stop them. <laughs> About as effective as the AEW drug test, am I right? <laughs> Where's your hat yeah. gone? <laughs> I took it off. <laughs> this is part of the thing with the with the uh, review part. Sorry, I burped into the microphone a little bit there. <laughs> uh, this is why have we never won a podcast award? Um, I just don't understand it. Uh, what's going to happen is Chase is going to take an item of clothing off every twenty minutes of this podcast. A <laughs> <laughs> new segment on the show. Bring on WrestleMania Lakers podcast. Jason reviews the segments for the interpretation of clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I like this segment. Minus one hat. <laughs> they play their role to a T, or should I say, a T-shirt. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Write that down. I'll get that award and read it. Right. Um, lads, Kane got fucking battered here. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't. Ex I wasn't expecting. I saw Kane come out. I go, yay! Kurt's gonna run. It's gonna be a lovely time. And Kane just got fucking twatted. I did not expect Kane to get the shoe in he got here. I was like, fair play. Angle looks hard as nails. I was like, oh, Kane didn't have his wheat bix this morning. Yeah, you know in the like the the modern wrestling games. It shows you the little green body to show like all the parts that have been taken apart. <laughs> yeah. Given that came Kane came into the match with his elbow taped up and then he got German suplex through a table and then his ankle got snapped. He's just all red. <laughs> he's the same colour as his costume now. So yeah, he's got the both of them have got nothing to be doing well, right this, now. So I might as well go to WrestleMania and do nothing there. This this might potentially begin the a new a new uh, story arc for Kane as uh, We've been calling him Cool Kane for most of 2001. I think after this, we start calling him Fool Kane because he just walks straight into a battering by angle. It's never looked worse. Fool the Kane. The bent to as well, isn't it? Pardon? The chair is bent to play heaven. Oh. Sit on the floor is just... 
just oh, absolutely just tw- I just gets twatted. That's so sad. Twat Kane. That's me. Ow. <laughs> Hi, honey. How was work? Oh, the rubbish day. His wife puts him in an angle lock. He's just. He's <laughs> climbing it out. Here's the postman with a chair shot. It's been oh. a rough day. I just don't know what happened today at work. Where was it in it? He just looks at the camera and goes, It's 11. As the milkman runs him hour. He just tweeted like Keith Leeds tweeted, Happy birthday to me. His phone attacks Keith, him. Keith Lee's birthday was yesterday, so as a birthday present, they didn't give him a title. <laughs> <laughs> so just like, I'd rather vacate the title. So I'd rather bury it in the back garden and the worms could be champion than you have a Keith Lee. I was fucking spitting about that in the news this morning. I was fucking spitting. Like, Jesus Christ, just give Keith Lee the RH TV title. No, Joe beats him and goes, don't even want it anyway. Fucking LAEW, shitbags. Fuck's sake, I'm so cross. So cross. Don't worry, though. There's no links between AEW and SmackDown. Ric Flair. (laughs) (laughs) And Arn Anderson. Are they watching this whole thing go down going, yeah, that's wrestling, all right. That's wrestling, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Happy 40th anniversary to our Vida's pet today, by the way. Aye. Dan Caddy. Before Undertaker, the world's oldest teenager, shows up (laughs) with his big red booger hoodie. Undertaker wants to dance with Flair at WrestleMania. Flair declines because that's Arn's role. <laughs> Undertaker says he's going to be forced to do something to change Flair's mind and says that Arn must have been the one with guts in the horseman. Yes, that's right. We saw them when Sid got his scissors out. <laughs> no need for that, like. Look at Undertaker I put here looks like a 15-year-old jav. And when he said, oh, oh, you're not going to do it? Looks like I'm going to have to do something then. I'm like, look, look at what you're wearing. What are you going to do? Fucking download LimeWire. <laughs> Fucking state of you. I'm going to hang outside Ric Flair's <laughs> local office with my other mates. I'm going to ring chat. ODK. <laughs> um, I'm going to ring chat back. Midian. Is he still around? <laughs> no, he's at least years ago, wasn't he? Hey, Midian lost half his foot the other day. Oh, no. <laughs> now's the time you decided to bring that heart-wrenching thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, is that why someone tweeted going, like, he gave his current age, and someone said, Christ, the bike medium was in his early 30s in, like, 2000? Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel so much better about myself. <laughs> Bloody hell. I'm just going to find out what he was doing and do the complete opposite. I'll live to be a million. Uh, then we see Hogan ramming the truck at The Rock on Raw. Oh, it's that episode. Yep, we're powering full steam ahead after NWO 2002. Huh? But before we ask Jason what his thoughts are of those two segments, Taz appears to tell you to smack down your vote 2002. <laughs> and I stood up and sprayed water. Unironically, I Triple H and went, Why? They were still doing this shit in 02. <laughs> it's your country. It's your life. Get involved, says the four foot five beast. <laughs> Don't digress. Vote today. <laughs> really? Don't digress. Progress <laughs> to the ballot. Ooh. So let's yeah, let's lament because we won't get to talk about it too much. But let us lament on uh, what happened on Raw, which was uh, the NWO and Steve Austin running around. But then we had uh, Hogan go back into the arena to thank the fans and then tell them they're shit. 
This brings out. Say, yeah, I've got a little breakdown. Of oh, please do, please do. I realise they, they go here's a bit uh, here's a brief recap. Then they show Taz to throw me off, and then they show a really long recap of things. So, because uh, this is basically the if you remember WrestleMania X eight and go, what was the build up for this? It's this uh, clips from Rob Austin challenging the NWO, and then all three of them pussying out. So Austin is mad, mad, and refuses to leave until they show up. So Angle comes out with. Some officers, with Austin putting his hands over, quote, an officer, so he gets arrested. One of them was a trainee from the XWF, I by the way. I think they were all bloody whatever. <laughs> they are, these are dweebs with shirts that say security written on them, and they're pretending to the police. This was horseshit. Oh, no, it's the police, says security in the back. They all look 20. Bullshit. The NWO... Uh, wring their hands and go, tee-hee-hee, tee-hee-hee. Now that Austin's away, Hall and Nash leave for sushi, but Hogan heads back to say, thanks for everything, WF fans, but thanks for turning your back on me, causing me to leave for WCW, and you can all kiss my ass, muhahaha. And not a lot of emotion from the Hulkster here has to be said. Hogan says he's the biggest star in WF history, and The Rock shows up to go, no, that was Bruno. <laughs> Uh, to, sorry, to challenge... But we don't talk about Bruno, no, 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 Bruno no, Hogan no. finally at WrestleMania. <laughs> and challenge the Immortal One to a match at WrestleMania. Crowd wants it. Hogan accepts and tells Rock, good luck. You're gonna need it. With the Rock saying, not as much as you, brother. Before Rock bottoming Hogan. Then, later on, Nash and Hall, who were in fact not eating sushi, beat up the Rock at ringside. <laughs> So Hogan can strap Rock, and they all hit their finishes on the Rock with notable cheers, especially when Hogan lands a leg drop and then Hall counts a pin. So then Rock gets spray-painted and put in a wah-ambulance because the Rock got hit by a hammer or something. I don't know. But then the ambulance is stopped. The windows are smashed. And fucking Hogan drives his big-ass Eddie Stobar truck into the ambulance, not once, but twice, killing the Rock forever. <laughs> What did you think of this, Jason? Because fuck me blind. <laughs> um, crazy, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Mental. Nailed it. Nailed it. Jason is looking for his craziest apparel. <laughs> Leave it on the house. This deserves two less trouser legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So, but what do you what did you make of the build to it? Because obviously, there's a lot of people that say like it was too much. Mm. Some say it was about right. What what say you, Jason? Did you did you enjoy the build to Hogan Rock? Um, yeah, it was it was um something I didn't expect. So <laughs> uh, certainly, what you were expecting uh, um, Hogan to try and kill the Rock with a truck? Yeah, but Big I don't fan. I don't I think it works. Well, but then obviously at Mania, when the crowd turned Hogan face, it kind of just died off. Yeah, I'm with you. If, if they'd stayed, I don't know why you cheer someone that tried to run down, try to kill the rock. He's very forgiven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The fans from uh, '97 or '8, whatever it was, that said "Die, Rocky, Die" were just a little bit too too late, I suppose. Um, <laughs> He's dead, Rocky, dead. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, it was. Um, it, obviously, I, I don't know if they should have done Austin Hogan. I think that would have been better, to be honest. 
maybe that's what they were hoping for. Um, but uh, it was a little bit too much, to be fair. But for that time, it probably wasn't. <laughs> I think a lot of people like yourself, where they thought, sorry, Austin Hogan's the obvious go-to match, whether or not they thought they might just keep it in their back pocket for down the road, or whether they just thought that, you know, in terms of that sort of icon status, maybe Rock Hogan has more mileage, or with Rock breaking into Hollywood and... Yeah, you know, there's there's a bit more potential crossover appeal and for... Hogan failing at Hollywood. That's yeah, right. yes. There's probably more industry yeah. parallels with Hogan and Rock than there are with Hogan and Austin. Do you think yeah. they missed out the opportunity? Never mind bloody Hogan Austin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, having Santa and Muscles taking on the Scorpion King. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. As in those characters. Yeah. Fantastic. You may have defeated Hollywood I'm Hogan. Watch that, to be honest. <laughs> Fucking run, running by Suburban Commando. You haven't taken me on with my army of gremlins too. <laughs> the new batch. <laughs> and Leslie Nielsen in that brief cameo from Spy Hard. <laughs> oh, he gets tagged in, doesn't he? Yeah, he gets tagged in and he gets beat up. And he was, and his mates from Muppets in Space. Muppets in Space, the worst Muppets film. <laughs> Where Hogan t- tells the world that he can still make their liver quiver. Yes. I don't know why I remember that, but I do. And that one where he's a bounty hunter or something. Suburban Commando. That's right, frozen Christopher Lloyd in the corner <laughs> for Hogan. I was frozen today! And, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger in the corner for The Rock. I don't know, some, <laughs> some dweeb. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's, it's, I think it would have aged better if the crowd hadn't been like, yeah, whatever, we don't care about your drugs. It's fucking Hogan. Yeah, he's back. You just, yeah, you just needed the promo. You didn't need any... You needed the promo, and then you needed maybe a video package on the history of Hogan, video package on the history of The Rock, and that's all you needed. You didn't need to add... This is the greatest example in wrestling history of over egging the pudding because yeah. what you had from that one promo was everything you needed you had hogan rock on the marquee all you needed the truck shit was ridiculous and it, and it's a it's a classic vince thing it's like the whole thing where they we they wouldn't do vince versus bret hart at wrestlemania and the fucking the over egging of that pudding to get them there I like disagree. oh brett's got hit with a car oh he's in a cast Oh, no, he might not make it. Vince Science turns out it was an actress. John Cena knows an actor. And it was all made up. It was a set-up all along. I had completely forgotten all that. That was the story. That rubbish match. The story was that Brett had broken his leg in a car <laughs> accident. As he, he, <laughs> sa- he, said good, he said goodbye forever to the WWE, got in a car, got hit by another car. He was in a cast. Vince was like, come back and wrestle. I promise I'll fight you. He comes out in a cast, looks like shit. They sign the contract and then he goes, aha, I'm not really in a cast. And John Cena yeah. knew an actor who did it for me. I'll see you at WrestleMania, kiddo. And then they have the match at Mania where Vince comes out and goes, oh. I've bought off your whole family. Oh. And all the hearts come out and they go, mm-hmm. not really, dickhead. That match is awful. I bought all the hearts out for 10 Canadian dollars. <laughs> oh, my God, that match is awful, isn't it? Yeah, thank you for remembering. Yeah, I'm going to go from Rock Hogan, ah, oh, the highlights of the year, to Tom on fucking Vince versus Bray. Let's, let's go back to 02 quick. The quick, quick spin back. In the TARDIS, quick. Ugh. But yes, um, in the satellite feed, uh, the lucky crowd get another My Sacrifice, oh. this time for Austin. The crowd cheers. It's 2002. <laughs> Jason, what's your opinion on Creed, My Sacrifice? I like it. 
good lad. Yes, the right answer, sir. The right answer. Is it like how it's going for us, where you start off going, this is cool, then insanely overplayed to ironic, and now you're going all the way to, no, I actually like this song now. I always loved it. I always, ironically or unironically, loved it. It got so overplayed. Think... It's one of the earliest wrestling memes I remember seeing was when WrestleCrap got sick of seeing there was one for Austin, there's one for Kurt, there's one for Triple H. So someone did it just for WrestleCrap. So it was montage of Kamala bowling on Raw with, when you are with me. <laughs> George Animal Seal getting electric shock therapy on Saturday night's main event. There's nothing more wrestling than going, hello, my friend, we beat again. Gobbledygook have popped out the egg. I think the first time I heard it, it was quite spine tingling as well because it oh, worked well yeah. with. Mate, every time, every time I I hear it, it's spine. Every time I hear it, it's goosebumps. Every time. Yeah. I'd see someone about that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I may have a serious medical condition. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of medical conditions, a cane uh, comes out to limpingly do the spot again and then take another bloody German suplex, then take another one on the table. And I put, ah, that's how the sausage is made. <laughs> Good luck there, Matthew. That's very helpful. That sounds like a cane quote. That's how the sausage is made. Um, do you think he's meant okay? to get stuck in that chair? Do you think he meant to get stuck in the chair? I think... He gets stuck in King's chair, doesn't he? Well, he does, doesn't he? Like his hand his slips issues. into it. He's like, wait, my hand isn't in pain. I'll fix that in a jiffy. Ow! <laughs> my hand's not in the red. Uh, I, I think they kept that in, Jason, for comedy value. <laughs> I laughed. I laughed. We all laughed. <laughs> we all laughed at Kane's misfortune. Maggie laughed. She's so brave. <laughs> She should stop those miners from... Stop it. And we all come out. And cut Wrong too Maggie, soon. sorry. Too soon. And Cole is incredulous at Vince wanting community service for them. Lola's like, hey, come on now, Cole. Community service is pretty tough. <laughs> I love Lola during this period. Kevin Nash reads out a prepared statement as Cole nearly explodes from rage like Ian Harrison. He goes mad, doesn't he? It's great. He's, Cole is... Sometimes, well, yeah, well, he definitely eggs the pudding, as uh, Tom likes to say. Over eggs but, the pudding. But he's so good here because he's such dicks. Hall wishes The Rock a speedy recovery. He stresses they're not apologizing because they have to. They're doing so because they mean it. <laughs> Soz. Hogan apologizes even though The Rock attacked him first. Mm. But Hogan's not going to be sorry for anything he does at WrestleMania. I put, ha ha, this ruled. But then Austin shows up in a black pickup truck so he can smash Hogan's ambulance. And I put, it's fucking Fury Hour round here. <laughs> I hope that's the name of the WWE. Crush team. Hour. Bollocks. What's Fury Hour? Uh, I believe. Oh, that was the, the Herb Abrams. That was Herb Abrams' ah, UWF Herb. show. I mixed up with the Crush Hour. <laughs> Well, just, it's all right, this is shot. Like Smackdown, this was pre-recorded. So when we do this reel in where an hour's go, time, we'll where, make sure we get that line right. He did a Father James Mitchell that just booked a wrestling show. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's what we associate with James Mitchell. <laughs> it is after the Halloween night. Wow, after the Hogan's ambulance and now Austin's black pickup truck, it's dirty crush hour. <laughs> good See chat. how natural that is? And then we're going to hit Kane with a chair just to make it good. See, Jason, what Jason's learning is Jason is getting the satellite feed of the Gold Arctic Classic right. Smackdown review. <laughs> Everything gets <laughs> everything gets moved around and put into place. He won't be laughing when I switch him off. <laughs> Steve Austin batters Hall with a tire iron to the knee. 
Cole goes to the crowbar and then gets yelled at by JR. And we know this because Lola does a spot and pressure JR going, it's a fucking Tara. <laughs> then the NWO find out Austin has sprayed what? On NWO's limo in the same way that they spray paint NWO on people. And then Austin chases them off. Jesus, the NWO look like Scratch and Grounder. <laughs> Zoinks, Hall! Let's g- 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 get out of here! <laughs> hey, we killed the rock! Like <laughs> Balkan skull. Oh. NWO. Yeah. What did you think of this, this, this uh, heartfelt apology? <laughs> To be honest, I was listening to Cole more than anything. Uh, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. absolutely loved him on 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 commentary during this sec- segment. Yeah, I think he's very effective here, playing his role of stating the bleeding obvious. <laughs> but it's not that <laughs> obvious. I, I think they had to make. Oh, please! I hope people get this because the opening bit of the NWO pay per view, it was kind of like, well, mm. I already get the nuance. This is not the nuance world order I was anticipating, <laughs> to be honest with you. But now it's like, oh, okay, there is. Dicks. And also, lads, Hogan is spot on. The Rock did start it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah so, so like, I'm, I'm actually with Hogan on this. Like, I think had had he had the Rock not rock bottomed him, maybe the Rock wouldn't have been hit by a car. I mean, just... uh, uh, I'd like to point out, uh, Buddy Rogers started. <laughs> Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry. And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Never mind that. Here's Edge (laughs) and his three-star song from a three-star album. Sponsored by Truth, Resident Evil the Movie, and Hungry Man. Order food that's in love. But what the fuck does that mean? I know it's vaguely Valentine's Day, but who loves food? Actually, don't answer that. There's <laughs> a certain portion of the internet that you can, uh, you can, you can see people really in love with food. Yeah, feel the mukbang, <laughs> as DDP might say, if he's feeling a bit fat. Uh, he's taking on Christian. Fast action here as the commentators talk about 
Austin and the NWO, of course. Edge applies his figure four edge lock. Lawler says that's what JR called on Raw, and I only vaguely remember that bloody hold. What the hell is this? It's the educator. Is that yeah. what it gets called later on? See, Jason, no. Thank you. He, oh, yes. Um, this would be the last singles televised match these two would have until 2010. Uh, Christian has the mic afterwards and says, I guess he expects every... What? I guess he expects... No, Matthew, you type that out, Rob. <laughs> I guess you all expect me to have a temper tantrum. There we go. Because a former... I, as a former European IC tag team champion, can't win anymore. I'm not going to cry. You know what I am going to do? I'm going to quit. And he leaves. And the crowd goes, yay. <laughs> like a bunch of dicks. And the same way where someone smashes a glass in a bar, everyone goes, yay. <laughs> We're so sad about Christian leaving that we immediately cut to the NWO I was backstage. going to say, then a second. And then I'm going to quit. And then as soon as the T leaves his mouth, we then cut to a dodgy segment that I'm going to laugh at. But before that, any thoughts on this little match between these two Canadians? Thought they had a lovely time. I love that match. Mm. It was, a, it was good, man. tight and bright and, and did the job. And I can't believe it won't be another eight years before they have a singles match. Crazy, isn't it? What wild times. I thought that they both played their parts really well. Uh, I like Christian as a... As, also, I enjoy the little bit of the start whereby as Christian's coming to the ring, his pyro just poots out. Yeah. He's quite, I hear that can happen to some men. Yeah, it's it's difficult. So they end up just hugging instead, uh, and maybe just seeing how they feel tomorrow. After that, they hadn't, you know, they did drink a lot of beer earlier in the night, so maybe that's had something to do with it. And also, I'm quite tired. Work's been busy lately. So All right, maybe, Henry the Eighth. That was I like, a pretty good historical joke. If I don't do uh, say like, so myself, like, thank like you. Like a lot. Pat on the back for me. No, I like that. I like that bit. So it just it kind of compounds Christian's misery that his pyro is not even working. He can't win, and no one gives a fuck about his pyro. But, you, but you enjoyed it. As, shit. You enjoyed it as well, though, Jason, didn't you, sir? You saying? Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember Edge ever winning with the Educator, but obviously he did. Well, he but, um, educated yeah, someone in this match. Uh, but yes, uh, Christian's currently the worst Christian since that Pope who killed all those people uh, a few decades ago. <laughs> it doesn't matter about Christian. Um, it doesn't matter about that other wild times they had. We then cut to the NWO hiding in a small room. Uh, they've somehow lost Scott Hall in the process of hiding in a small room. And I've just typed, rather like Jack Nicholson The Shining, the NWO. The NWO are hiding in a small room. A small room. <laughs> they've shut the door and they've lowered the blinds to avoid being seen in the small room. The NWO. The all-powerful NWO. A, a small, small room. room. And they've lost Scott Hall in the process <laughs> of running the NWO. <laughs> How'd they lose him? He's not selling car keys. <laughs> I like how NWO ran roughshod over WCW for months before anybody even sort of put a put a hole in the scales. Whereas they've been here for like two weeks and they're already going, it's Steve Austin! Exit stage right! <laughs> like comedy. Look, Nash, a small room. We can hide in there. Good <laughs> thinking, Hogan. They're already fucking doing Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote with Steve Austin. <laughs> Like uh, a rubber rattlesnake, better run <laughs> quick in here. But where's Gus 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 Gus? Fucking animaniacs on SmackDown on a Thursday night. The NWO. Uh, 
a whole bunch of WF lads will be on Fear Factor later on this week. Uh, presumably, they'll have to just watch this shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's a tough contest. Oh, you know what? Watch this episode of SmackDown. I'll eat a donkey's dick. Well, drive a hard bargain, but I've already seen SmackDown this week, Joe Rogan, so... Passes the dick. Anyway, I suppose, speaking of eating shit for a little reward, the Hardys are returning to TV now. The much-needed return to save the dead tag division. That's, that's earned you your B-Tech in segues. Thank you. I'm good, I need that. They're teaming with RVD, and I'll put, oh no, does that mean Goldust? No, it's Lance Storm. And the Dudleys. Oh, okay. Uh, I've put the bloom isn't just off the rose for Hardy's Dudleys, it's mummifying. <laughs> the crowd love RVD. Matt tries to twist of fate, wonderfully halted with a springboard clothesline by Lance Storm, who then follows with a majestic dropkick. Uh, then the Duds and Hardys do their usual Matt gets beat down until Jeff makes the hot, 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 God is so hot tag. <laughs> Except, no, it's RVD this time who kicks everyone until Stacy interjects, setting up leader Stacy, but Devon prevents it, pushing Matt off the ropes and into a 3D, with the pin being broken up by the swanton from Jeff. But the clotheslines Lance accidentally, so Lance super kicks Jeff, so Lance turns around into a kick from RVD who finishes with a five star. This was an okay match with a sweet finishing sequence. If that sounded like a big list, that's because it was. Cole and Lawler get told off for missing something, but they say, hey, how can we call the action if we, don't, if we can't see it? We've got no monitors because of Kane's stupid back. <laughs> um, I thought, you know what? Same old match they have, but still a lot of fun. I like the finish. Like yep. it, it went 100 miles an hour towards the finish. Good stuff. Jason, your thoughts? I love the finish. I love the... Um, love for RVD. Yep. Oh, that was good. Um, King pissed me off in this match. Oh, because he spotted a woman. He just kept going on about Stacey's legs like consistently, and it it just it just took took away from what was going on in the ring, really. Like, um, they, like they're like he'd never seen legs before. Yeah, but he was like that for ages, wasn't he? But. And uh, I enjoyed um, Jeff breaking up the uh, free count with the Swanton as well. Mm. But what he was wearing, I haven't got a clue. What he was wearing? <laughs> yeah, that yellow outfit he was wearing was, oh. was awful. What did you think about his outfit this week, Math? Um, you know where it would look great? <laughs> On my bedroom floor. <laughs> As Jack pointed out, how come if I did stuff like this, the wrestlers I fancy bath, would be bad, but you get away with it? And it's said, because I'm better. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like that for some reason. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm here. He's not. Uh, we then get a satellite feed live read for this. Definitely isn't on the thing. They're hyping up UPM's broadcast of Lethal Weapon 3, a.k.a. the worst one. Lawless says he knows about having to hang out with a wacky psychic like Joe Pesci, meaning Cole. That's a bit forced. The pair of them laugh at how naff it is. <laughs> uh, Steffi then shows up to yell at Flair for making things tough for her. Steph says she knows Kurt won. No way out, because she counted the pin. <laughs> they hear a toilet flush, and everyone assumes it's on that old shitter. <laughs> But it's Triple H who says life's a bitch and then you marry one. Uh, she leaves, but I was too busy focusing on Triple H's arm acne. Jesus Christ, how bad does he have to be doing steroids if the back knee's moving? 
I was too busy focused on the fact that this segment was basically Triple H having a dump. <laughs> if you like that, then you love the main event of WrestleMania X8. <laughs> he's done him. Oh, he's de-shooting, cowboy. I'd like if he just come out and gone, oh, give him 15 minutes. Uh. It's so great seeing other people leave during that match. That was, they wouldn't have run out. They didn't run out that the arena that quick if he yelled fire. <laughs> God bless WWE giving us a WrestleMania 18 main event that allowed people to beat the traffic. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of them. Yeah, so what do you think of Trump H's big shit? Um, I thought I, I, I thought it was a funny segment. I thought it was I, it was just the, the, the fact that you heard the toilet flush and they both both Flair and Steph looked to the door as if to like that was such oh, a, a transitional point, like, oh, you were <laughs> Arn is in there having a shit. Like, <laughs> I don't know why it tickled me. Like, oh, that's that sounds like the enforcer enforcing out something. Uh, <laughs> but hey, surely Steph me, would have known. I think it was right. He was the guts of the horseman. <laughs> we can smell him from here. I feel like I feel like Arn's the type of person though that if he had gone to the loo, you'd know it was Arn because he'd go to the loo and he'd just be like hacking up his guts while he was in there. So like he'd be on the loo. you know how some blokes at football matches will go and stand at the urinal and just go. I feel like that'd be Arn. As I think we'd know it was Arn. We just sit here and like do some really unhealthy coughing. In, in and you know what? Toilet. That would still sound better than his commentary with Scott Hudson. It would still sound so much fucking better. I can't believe Triple H took a shit and it didn't take 15 minutes. And uh... <laughs> and only took one segment. Yeah, this is ridiculous, this. Stacker 2 presents the APA beating billion shots. <laughs> Speaking of struggling to shit, Stacker 2. You won't shit for a week with Stacker 2. <laughs> All your shit constantly. Your ass is going to look like a bad game of Tetris with Stacker 2. <laughs> Fuck it. Presents APA beating Billy and Chuck to earn a shot at the tag champions at WrestleMania. Oh, but who were they again? Oh, that's right. It's the team of, like life, they're small and hard, Taz and Spike Dudley, who are defending their tag titles against Billy and Chuck, the guys who lost to the APA in a match to get a title shot. <laughs> is, is that give, that, give that a few seconds. It's mad, isn't it? Taz gets isolated and worked over as Lawler compares Billy and Chuck to Ken dolls. And I've put, they're just Ken Uff. They're both great at stuff. And in brackets, I've put men. <laughs> Hot tag to Spike who sends Billy outside. Taz, illegal man, gets the Taz mission. But Billy counters the Dudley dog into a Chuck kick. And the famous gives the gaze the win at <laughs> 3 minutes 14 seconds. Good job of losing that match to then win the title shot. And then the match, guys. Uh, I put a whatever matches do we have to des- decided that Spike and Taz suck now or something I don't know and took the belts off them just for context this tag team would have one more match on Jacked in a week's time in a losing match to the Dudleys and that was it oh they were over Taz and Spike were roving don't take our word for it go and listen to the, go watch them on the Peacock and they were getting nice reactions but I wonder if there was any reason for this or if they simply went there's literally no other tag teams you to face now because the tag team division's on its ass. So we're going to go with the tall gays because they can now wrestle other people. I've read nothing in the observers that suggests there was a reason behind it other than just they like the billion shot characters and they see there's something in there. That's about all I know. Uh, Jason, your thoughts on the tag title change that we got? Uh, I was gutted at the time. 
Yeah, me too. I thought Spike and Taz were, were a good team. Um, really good. Seems like this, this night Taz was just in adverts. Uh, he was in the stack of 2 1 and he was in the other one as well. Oh, God, you're right. So, hey, whoa, whoa, Taz <laughs> is over pushed. Get the tiles <laughs> off him. <laughs> He'll be thinking his five um, foot one in a minute. I guess this was the time when he was transitioning to commentary, wasn't it? Because he was doing heat a bit, obviously, with Cole. Ah, that's right. Yes, he, he literally did commentary before <laughs> before this yeah. thing. He probably went, what do you want me to do? You want me to wrestle? Do the tag titles? Advertise Stacker 2 and tell kids to smack down your vote. If you shove a broom up me ass, I can dust up afterwards as well, if you like. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's overworked, that lad. Uh, I'm really sad yeah. to see this title reign end so suddenly because I was really enjoying Taz and Spike as the yeah. fiery underdogs. I thought it was great. They did do a lovely job considering they only had a real few of the Dudleys and then they swanned around for a bit. Basically, yeah. Uh, I think we had, uh, uh, I think Jason and I had a segment before that that you didn't have. What happened? Unless you're going to talk about it now. Because we had a, uh, a segment with uh, Steve Austin. What did he do? Where he, we, we, we find out the fate of Scott Hall. Oh, that was not on my satellite feed. Was it not? Well, he, he, he comes out later on, but like, what, what happened? What, is, this, is this a backstage? Did you get thing? this, Jason, oh, or have wow. I written this, this down is... wrong? Did we get a segment yeah, before? Kevin, Kevin and Hogan say we need weapons and then go to find Hall. <laughs> and <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> And then Austin's walking around with his tire iron, and um, we see where Scott Hall was. So we we oh. we fight. So so Kevin and Hogan bravely go out of their bunker, uh, and then we see Steve Austin with said tire iron, and across the hallway where he's on his way to go and check on him now. Oh, no, no, it's inside a freezer. We open a freezer. Oh, what? And it's the butler from Two Raider Two. <laughs> if only we open a freezer and Scott Hall is in there. <laughs> Tied up, mouth bandaged. He's on the rocks. Like, 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 and, and Austin. So, do you not get any of that? No. Where you open the freezer and he's in there. No, there's a big gap as we get a whole bunch of adverts and Triple H's beautiful day video. And then Chimmel does some voices on the microphone. I just put this has been a badly put together show. So, that's, I don't know what was happening in the satellite feed then. Yeah, so presumably the live crowd saw this, or I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, because there was reactions to it. So, Austin, oh, so they go, that's, brilliant. He, that's very interesting. He goes into the freezer and then uh, Scott Hall's in there, like he's gagged and he's tied up on a on a wheelie office chair. Oh, wow. Friday Austin, already? Austin, well, Austin, and then in the, I thought it was a bit of a weird dick move for a recovering alcoholic. Oh, this he, is the he right. grabs oh. a couple of beers. He's like, Do you want to have a beer with me? Do you want party should we celebrate let's have a beer austin has a beer and then wheels him out of there and then it becomes and then we get after the after the title win uh we, down to the, we have oh, sorry, go on. no no we, no he's no he's still backstage he's backstage for ages yeah oh, okay. so we go back to backstage after the taz and spike win and, and see if i've got this right jason S steve austin's wheeling scott hall around in the chair like like fucking lou and andy and uh <laughs> <laughs> nice and, and Austin chucks Scott Hall into an engineering area where, like, he pulls back the fence and parks him in there under a spotlight and says, I'm going to use oh. you like cheese. I'm gonna, you're going to be yeah, cheese. I'm going to work. That's his words. I'm gonna, you're going to be cheese. And we're gonna, I'm going gonna, <laughs> to hide over there so when Hall and Ash come and get you, All right, I'm going to hit him with this tire iron. And, and, and the one thing I'm... So they, he puts him in this spotlight. Austin ducks out a shot. And then the, and Jason, I don't know whether you saw this as well. The last shot we see is Scott Hall looking so sad. 
like yeah. like crestfallen. Like he just, you know, like none of this time he's struggling. Like he just looks a bit like scared. And then the last shot, he kind of like his head dips and his eyes close. And I'm like, oh, I feel really sad for him all of a sudden. He's having a terrible day. So I'm so sad you missed all this. Steve Austin wheeling Scott Hall around the venue. Oh, well, the only thing I know about this is because I might listen to a lot of uh, something to wrestle with back when it was, you know, listenable. But this is the segment then when Austin pours beer over Hall and Hall is on the... No, that's not the segment. Oh, oh. No, no, no. He doesn't pour beer over him in this one. So the, the, ah. the, the beer one happened at No Way Out. Because at the end of the night, Austin go, Scott Hall goes back out, eats a stunner, and Austin pours beer over oh, okay. him at the end of No Way Out. Oh, so he doesn't. He doesn't. Oh, okay. He doesn't do it. He doesn't do it yeah. here. No, no. He he offers he him a, a he offers him a beer a couple of times. But he does actually give him it. All right. Yeah, on. he offers him a beer a few times during this, but um, he never actually um pours beer over him until a bit later on. Oh. But um, but like the the thumbnail for this particular show is from these backstage skits. I don't know whether did you notice that? No. The thumbnail is is Steve Austin. I'm trying to find it now on the on the, the fucking oh, that's gonna, that's gonna chonky take, that's take 20 minutes so. as balls WWE network. But it's there it is. There we go. Look, so that's the so ah. that's the thumbnail, and it's Austin with Scott <laughs> Hall, his mouth gagged. Uh Jason, you've already seen it, but I'm gonna very quickly see if I can find one of these that I can <laughs> I can show I can show math. So that's it. So it was just before. Yeah, look, so 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 Billy and Chuck yeah, win the Hurry up, Tom, we're gonna to get to a Jericho segment. Billy, Billy and Chuck <laughs> yeah, win the titles. People want to hear about how bad Jericho is right now. Billy and Chuck win the titles. They're yeah. celebrating. Yay! We jumped on each other, but it's all fun and games. Have a little, little hug. Well done to you guys. You are the champions. G-A-Y-M-E-S. So today be like, oh man, aren't they funny? Ha ha. Like, oh God. Like, so now, so then we get a segment with Farouk and Bradshaw where they're like, oh, we've got to fight them at WrestleMania. Well, that's not good. Oh no. I don't want to see that much. And then we cut backstage and there is Steve Austin wheeling Scott Hall in an office chair. All the way through the production area. Like Jim carried that one dude in Batman Forever. There's the engineering section that it Jason says and I saw. That's how you know. And he, and he decides I'm going to go a little bit further than there. We're going to take him round the corner. And he's just having a little wheel of him backstage, finds another engineering area, uh, and goes, this is the one, because he sees a spotlight. And he goes, you're going to be in the spotlight. That's what you want, right? You're going to be in a spotlight. That's great, yeah. yeah. You're a big star. It's what you wanted, be in the spotlight. You want to be a big star? He's going to be a, and he's now going to be a piece of cheese. All right? Thank you for bringing me. dropped his pipe? Thank you for might be in a big cart, I don't know. That's got to be cheese. So he takes off his ponytail. You trying to scare me? Okay. Picks up his tire iron. Why? Because your little friends are going to come here looking for you. Okay. You're a piece of cheese. Piece of cheese. Oh, oh, he's bait. Right. No, he's just... Yeah, because he's... I'm going to put cheese and your mate's going to come. Right. Why, I have no idea. Damn it, I don't like this now. I was happy just thinking, like, Austin is wearing... I'm going to beat you like cheese. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit earlier on in that when, um... He goes to the engineering room and he goes, so I put you in here? And he goes, no, no, I haven't got a college degree. And that's why he moves forward uh-huh. to the maintenance room. That's, oh, that's good. <laughs> that's it. Jason. I missed that. And then he looks sad. 
Yeah, because he's going to have the fuck kicked out of him. <laughs> he just looks sad. He's ready for Guantanamo Bay. Of course he looks sad. But Yes, that's the line as well from Jason. I've got, got a degree. He just wheels on past Oh, there. that's good. Oh, I'm good. I missed that then. Uh, what we did get, though, was a transition over to... Stephanie heading out to announce something. But then Jericho, I'll put a bracket, remember him, comes out. He says they haven't talked much since he won the Uwu title. Not, but when was that? He reminds her of all the horrible stuff Jericho used to say about her. But now he's focused. He realizes Triple H sucks and Steph rules. She's like, yay, how about we join forces? And Steph will make sure he never loses that title. So she offers to be more than a friend, dot, dot, dot. Business partners. <laughs> they shake hands. Oh, no, we've hit this chapter of the book. <sighs> Both of them then stay at ringside to commentate for Triple H's main event. So Triple H shows up, immediately spray paints Jericho and Steph, and then beats him up. Steph gets the only offense on Triple H, a slap. So Triple H gets ready to pedigree her, but Jericho stops and then gets beat up some more until Undertaker remembers he's wrestling and heads out. <laughs> so Jericho runs away, Steph runs away, Undertaker sees them both and goes, yeah, sod it, leaves, and we go to a break, and the crowd are chanting bullshit during the uh, satellite feed. And the crowd, are, <laughs> the commentators are like, yep. Because you didn't get a main event. <laughs> and that's it. And I'll put, yeah, come on, that ain't it. Is it? That was it. That's all we get for it. the main event. It's really a segment to set up this awful, horrible combo of Chris Jericho and Stephanie McMahon, which, which, which completely retcons all the history between them for the sake of what? A Mania main event. I said this several times, Jason, on this podcast, and I stand by it. If they could have got away with doing Triple H versus Stephanie McMahon and Stephanie going in as undisputed champion, they would have done. And that's, uh, but they don't, and they can't. Um, what do you think, though, of the of the the alliance to end Triple Mania? <laughs> <laughs> Triple Mania. Oh no, Antonio Penn is going to be furious. <laughs> what do you make of it, Jason? I loved when Jericho became undisputed champion. I'm a massive Jericho fan. Um, but yeah, like you say, uh, it was all about Steph and Triple H going into Mania. Jericho was just a third wheel. Um, it was I the Joe Pesci of the feud. I think we missed a bit more as well. We did um, indeed, yeah. Mascot, I've gotten fucked here, sorry. There's a <laughs> I've got Scott promo. Cut. And there's also um, when Hogan and Nash find Scott Hall as well. Did you not get these either? We oh, got these. Wow, I usually right. get all the stuff and more. Now I've got fuck so off. Ja so Jason and I will talk oh, you through no. these two segments before we get to the final part of the night. This doesn't usually happen. Uh, Billy and Chuck win the tag titles and uh, they go backstage and they're giving each other plaudits on saying they're the best tag team partners they've ever had. Farouk and Bradshaw then turn up and size them up and saying that they'll see them in Toronto. Uh, we'll get more than this match, thankfully. It won't just be these two teams. And then... We go backstage once again, and and Jason, as we as we talk about it, I'm going to press play on this. I think we need to see all of it. We go I backstage. I, can, I think I can imagine the, these two lads who are badass world killers looking like you know, hack and slash from reboot. But they've got so Kevin Nash has the pipe, and Hogan has this shovel, oh, good, which is beautifully ironic. They they find the cheese, and Austin attacks with the tire iron. In the engineering area. Next oh, to yeah, you can't see it, but Austin's just painted a tunnel on the side <laughs> of a wall. And Hogan's going, must be the way to haul. 
Oh no, Hogan's not gone through it. He's banged his nose. Oh, Hogan's run off, Hogan. Hogan's run off a cliff and just held up a sign that says "Yikes, brother." <laughs> oh, poor Hogan. So what happens is, so we we get this bit on the actual feed. Math didn't, but then. Uh, after Austin lightly hits both of them, he exits the engineering area with Scott Hall, shuts the door, doesn't lock it, leaves. So I don't think he locks it, does he? But no, there's no lock. There's no lock, but Kevin Nash and Scott Hall suddenly find themselves unable to leave. It's one of those self-locking cage doors, you see. <laughs> <laughs> to which Hogan and Nash out, come here, you coward. Oh, God, that looked rubbish. <laughs> he makes a joke about no way out as well. He oh, says, he's... there's no way out. Yeah, and, and Nash, Nash yells, that was last week, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's the, last, the last of those segments of the night that we get. So, Jason, did you enjoy the, the comedy stylings of Austin and the NWO running around backstage? Um, yeah, it was all right. It just, it just didn't really make any sense because... Vince said that, you know, the NWO were the poison going going to go through the WWF and then they spend most of their time just running away from, from Austin. <laughs> yeah, they are poison. He's a rubbish. I feel sick watching them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know he meant that, but yeah. Um, Do not yeah. look directly at the NWO. <laughs> bit, bit, bit of a waste of uh, TV time, really, uh, I feel. I more... think the three of them are a waste of cum at this point. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking Adam. Sorry, I thought I thought I'd raise the mood. He's fucking Dunham. I do get one bit. I hope uh, after an advert for Tough Enough Two with a pop for Al Snow, so clearly it's going to be a fantasy series. Uh, Austin rolls back out with Scott Hall in the back of his truck and does the hey yo thing while the crowd watch. Is this where we're up to? Yeah, so right, okay, so we're on. we're on speed with this one. So yeah. uh, basically, uh, Undertaker's gone fuck it and left. And then yes. when we're back in the arena, Steve Austin's music hits, and here comes his truck yes. with Scotty. Goodbye, Boyle. Springfield. There will be no one course, says Undertaker. Uh, so we've got Hall brought out, uh, and Austin just watches. He goes, try and make me smile. What? Laugh. What? Amuse me. What? You know, just I'm not going to do the whole typing out there. I think we drink a beer. What? A Panda Pop. What? A Tizer. <laughs> what? A Virgin Cola. What? A Surge. What? A Purdy's. A Purdy's. What? Iron Brew. I am, but you still buy that? What? <laughs> and says he's going to kick Paul's ass every time. A they Vimto. Yell. What? I think, is that, I'm not sure we get Vimto anymore. Oh, what? A Camarack. What? <laughs> Ca- Camarack. A Caramack. This announcer stopped doing it. He said Camarack. Is that how you say it? It's Caramack. And then he still bought a truck. What? So he's going to kick Hall's ass every time the crowd yell what? So crowd explodes at that. More what than a light bulb factory. <laughs> Oof. Austin asks Hall if he's got a buzz or if he's drunk. That's not very nice. Austin punches him with his drinking hand. Stun at the Hall. And then Austin dumps booze all over him. And Steve spray paints 316, which sprays on quite impressively considering he's wet with Budweiser's. <laughs> then I show him the post show after the show's finished. Austin drinks some more. And then wanders back in to Stunner Hall again. Then Austin spends like 10 minutes drinking beers with ringside fans before eventually heading back to apologize to Hall after strutting him in twice and says, hey, let's be friends. 
Hall can't even say anything because he's selling. And Austin says, well, if you're going to be like that and still is in for a third time, uh, he leaves. Hall is helped out. No Undertaker versus Triple H. Uh, fuck you, Baltimore. That's the end of SmackDown. <laughs> now, um, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we see um, Scott Hall get dumped in beer on the TV version. No. Oh. no. So he offers him a beer yeah. at one point. And I think they, he picks one up and then they do the stun a bit. So I guess this must have been when he came back out, maybe, and they've sort of oh. put them both together. But uh, so we don't see on the TV version him covering him in beer. Oh, the only thing more hacked together than this episode Christ. of SmackDown is the podcast talking about <laughs> this episode of SmackDown. Honestly, I've, we've never covered an episode of SmackDown that has been so chopped and changed. Yeah. We're coming to put together the master cut. <laughs> Release the Snyder Cut of SmackDown from January 21st, 2002. What did you think of this uh, main event segment? It was. It just kind of continued on. This it's it's different for us because Jason and I saw the full story being told of like Scott Hall and Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan and Steve Austin needed like all backstage. Just kind of so it built up to this bit. Um, where, but then I guess you could have still done the show without those bits, and it still would have made sense because it was the whole idea that Scott Hall got lost like a like a wee lamb. Um, I thought that Austin. Now the the story behind the scenes on this one is Austin is in he's pissed off because he doesn't want to work with the NWO. He's upset that he's in a program with Scott Hall at WrestleMania because he doesn't think Scott Hall's going to make it to WrestleMania at the rate that he was going in terms of his backstage drama. Um, so he's pissed off the fact that he sort of that he's having to sort of count out of these this creative. So I guess making Austin look fucking hard as nails in front of the NWO is maybe like a, a reward or maybe like something just to placate Steve Austin, just to go, we're gonna give you loads in on the NWO um as a as, as compensation for it. And then you'll beat Scott Hall and then you can move on to the next thing. It's quite what it feels like to me. That's good. After dogging Jericho for nine of their ten segments in the build up to this, now Austin is gonna dog the NWO. <laughs> All three of the bastards, even Hogan who's main event with The Rock, come at me, Jericho and Triple H. We don't know what the main event was. Yeah. It's like great. I have no desire to see that match. I wonder who the real poison is here. Mm-hmm. Alcohol. That's right. Yeah, proof of thought. Uh, Jason, your thoughts on the on the closing segment of SmackDown before we do a, a, a final thoughts on the show? I feel like uh, Austin became a, a talking thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> a word? <I> just, <laughs> he just... Uh, I don't know. It's just like... Um, I wrote down here about... He names different types of words for beer, different types of words for being sad, Different types of ones. It just, it just, just. Uh, he's very clever. He's a clever guy. And and I think the funniest part of this is when he uh, he says to the crowd, "Stop saying what, because I don't want to wear out my good shoe." <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, I. Um, it's just a normal Steve Austin ending, isn't it? Just goes to drink a beer. Doesn't want to drink a beer. Stunner. Yes. And like you say, he was he didn't want to wrestle Hall at Mania. He he wasn't interested in that. He's he's made that quite clear numerous times in in the in in recent memory and and I, I don't blame him and but he's tried to make the most out of what he's been given. Pretty much on the money, I'd say. Yeah. 
I'm a big fan of a synonym, Steve Austin. <laughs> nice. Um, let's go and do around the table on things that we remembered and things that we forgot from this episode. Jason, do you remember this episode first time round? And do you want to join in in the things we forgot and things we remembered? Uh, yeah, I remember. I remember this episode. Um, I remember the segments and most of it being raw recaps, um, mm. which back then was quite obvious that SmackDown was the B show, and it wasn't looked at as a you know we'll have a couple of matches, but other than that, we will just keep recapping stuff. Okay. So. Um, I don't remember Christian quitting in in this episode at all. I totally forgot about that, and. Um, I remember being annoyed when uh, there wasn't the Undertaker Triple H match. <laughs> yeah, because it's a it's a big marquee match to announce at the start of the show and then just never get. To. Yeah, I think the fans must have been very very angry about that. I hope someone got fired for that blunder. So, <laughs> so you remember being annoyed at the lack of main event? That's a good one. We'll go with that one, Matthew. What do you remember? I remember Taz and Spike losing the tag titles. Because I'm like, I like them. They're like me, but smaller. <laughs> and less Bishop Auckland. Less Bishop Auckland. And the rest. That's right. When we're wrestling in our backyard federation, we, we, we tried booking them. We said, no, Christian quit, so no, he was available. <laughs> uh, so there's that. Yeah, just like, oh, what? And I didn't think they had much build. They have kind of got a build, but the tag division's just on its ass. Mm. Take away the Hardys and Dudleys, who are already stale at this point. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. I remembered it's something that you didn't even know existed, Matthew. Uh, Scott Hall being wheeled around by Steve Austin all night, and just and just being parked up in different places and being called cheese and just being treated like a bitch all night. So I remembered that, and that's my remember. Uh, Jason, you forgot that Edge and, that Christian quit on SmackDown. That's your forget, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean that that threw me off as well. I I knew that he did a thing where he was having temper tantrums and stuff, which would lead to something with DDP. But I didn't realize he he, he did the I quit thing on SmackDown. All right. Um, what did you forget? How crap the NWO were here after nearly killing the Rock on Raw. Mm. Zoinks! You know, <laughs> quick the small room to the oh, NWO mobile. No. Now we're in a cage. Oh, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, I forgot that Kurt Angle <laughs> fucking battered Kane. Like, Kane has never, never got a bigger shoe in. I don't think outside of his own brother, my own brother, like by Kurt Angle, like proper fucking academic. And it's hilarious to think that in order to get some of the bits right, they brought him back out to come back out and have a bit more because we have to reshoot some bits. That's class. A very scrappy episode of SmackDown comes to a conclusion on the Cultaholic Classic SmackDown review. It is uh, uh, it is now time to say thank you to uh, Jason Goddard uh, from Patreon, our wonderful Patreon, for, for being our third man on this special episode of SmackDown. Have you had a lovely time, Jason? I've had a lovely time, yeah. <laughs> Would you like a prize from the top board? It can be a washing machine. It can be this fancy new Hoover. It could be a brand new Coleco Vision. Or you could have £50 to spend at your local Rumbleos. Which, which surprise would you like from the board, Jason? 
Uh, I'd like to gamble, please, Tom. Oh, you're going to gamble. Okay, you've gambled it, and congratulations. Uh, for gambling, you have won yourself. Oh, it's a brand new tease made from Black & Decker. That is yours to take home with you today, and a holiday for you and someone you love to Southampton. Well done to you, Jay. Well done, Jason. You're off for Southampton. <laughs> That's right, you can go and enjoy the boats in Southampton. Matthew, have you had a lovely time? I love this segment we do at the end of every episode. <laughs> Something new on piloting while Jason's here. <laughs> I thought I'd wait, for, thought I'd wait for, for an audience. Uh, plug away, sir. What have you got coming up, Matthew? Uh, some rest. Ling. Oh, yes, <laughs> that's what I meant to say. Some rest of the ling. That's how it's spelled. <laughs> The W is silent like I should be, I guess. Uh, I'm, I'm not concentrating on much, to be honest with you, outside of my flat move. That will be hopefully happening. I'm just looking, concentrating on that. Rather important thing. And also try not to look at the video screen that me and Tom are on. With the green bit in the middle, the red bit on the left, and the blue bit on the right, God, it looks like the golden eye watch. <laughs> like the pause menu. I've never noticed that before. Dun, 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 yeah, so if I, I think I'll play golden eye again. Uh, what about yourself, Tom? Uh, classic uh, Raw review back on Monday. We watched myself and Jack Atkins watch Survivor Series 1996. Oh, it's a good one. Uh, it's a good, yeah, it's a good show. It's a good show. Uh, brand new episode of Punk Vember on Sunday, myself uh, and Aidan Gibbons and Fraser Porter getting together because Aidan Gibbons has written a dissertation on CM Punk's time in AEW. So we, we're basically having a round table all on that. You can listen to that on Sunday on the Cultaholic podcast feed. Uh, brand new matches of the month. Oh, God, whoa. Jump. That cat's just go right oh, at the camera, like really photogenically. Beetroot popping up and saying hi as well. It's like no, no, not Beetroot. Uh, it's not Beetroot. No, no, that's rhubarb. Don't be silly, Tom. Come on, you know the difference uh, between the two. That one's pickles. Oh, it's Damn pickles. it! Oh, so close. <laughs> Apologies to be true. It's and like how many fortune stuff you have <laughs> on your plate. A gun. Sorry, mushy. <laughs> Say mushy peas is outside. <laughs> gun. Let's end this before we're ended, Jason. Thank you for joining us, sir. Can people find you online? Should we, do you want any plugs for... You can find them on the A1. <laughs> Driving a truck. No, I don't have any socials. Um, Good for you. But... It's a mess on there. Yeah. I'll, um, yeah. Yeah, but if you, if you give them the, the signal, who honk his horn? <laughs> <laughs> He's at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I'm at Tom Gamble on Twitter. Together at Eddie Stobart on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. <laughs> Love you, bye. And Wave, everybody! Wave! Wave! Sorry. You're not waving! Wave more! And you got odd, you leave me breathless. I wanna be an Eddie Stobart driver. Behind the wheel is where I wanna be. Oh, let me be an Eddie Stobart driver. Oh, the finest firm in haulage history. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.